gosh, thanks so much. Please stop, stop. You're too kind. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of this amazing podcast. You would already realize that I have changed the name to As the World Turns because I feel like we're discussing so many issues over a broad range of topics and we needed a larger, greater, amazing name. So I've changed the name to As the World Turns with Nicolette and welcome to the official first episode with that new name, but the third episode for the year. And if you read the blog post, you would know that we're talking about self-care and the importance of your self-care routine being something that you created, a self-made self-care routine. Now a self-care routine is important because obviously you need to check yourself to ensure you're in the best health, to live a good life, to be productive, to be there for everyone else in your life, right? If you're pouring from an empty jar, then no one's winning. So you definitely need to ensure that you're rejuvenating, you are recalculating, you're just living your best life. Now, there is one thing I did not mention in the blog post, and that's the self-care continuum. I found this amazing resource on selfcareforum.org, and I'll definitely put it in the description or content thing box um, under this podcast on SoundCloud. And the two extremes on the continuum are pure self-care, which is the individual's total responsibility, and then pure medical care, which is about professional or medical responsibility or information. So along the continuum, from individual responsibility to professional or medical responsibility, is daily choices, lifestyle, self-managed ailments, minor ailments, long-term conditions, acute conditions, compulsory psychiatric care, and major trauma. So I think my one takeaway like just looking at it well my two takeaways from just looking at this is one never be ashamed if your self-care routine has to include medical help like you need to know when is the time that you can control these things and when is the time for you to seek help right and the second thing jumping out at me is that a self-care routine is so important because without it you may lead into more long-term conditions and then it'll have to be uh, in professional care more often. Now there's no shame in the game seeking professional care, but ensuring that you don't get to that state is very important. Now I had shared a few um, a few blog posts ago about the fact that my father had had a stroke and you're individually responsible for your daily choices, your actions and self-management will prevent things like that where you have to do medical care quite constantly for quite a period of time. You know, so ensuring that you are all together here, mind, body, spirit, your overall well-being is being provided for, is rejuvenated before anything else is really paramount. You know, taking care of you is key if you want to take care of anyone else. Or you know what, just taking care of you is key. You don't have to take care of anyone else if you don't want to. But in order to live your best life day to day to be proactive to be productive and to just be an amazing human being uh you have to practice over here and even if you're the scum of the earth i guess we need those two so ensure that you're practicing self-care so some simple things i do for my own self-care routines well i'll just say there are very sporadic kind of all over the place actions and activities 
So I remember one day I just felt so stressed out about just, I don't know, balancing life. And I came home and decided I needed to do a foot soak. So I did a whole foot soak, tipped some peppermint oil in the water, just had a relaxing evening, did nothing, soaked my feet. I don't think I soaked my feet all night because then I would have like broom feet. Um, but soaked it for a considerable time. And then just applied peppermint oil to my temples. Now applying peppermint oil to your temples is honestly the best thing you can do for yourself. It's so great. I cannot explain to you. I cannot explain to you how it makes me feel when I apply a peppermint oil to my temples. It's a very relaxing feeling. Um, also, every week I try to ensure that I do a body scrub. It's a personal thing for me. I like when my skin feels smooth, you know. And that's self-care too. You're taking care of your body. I'm choosing to live this way. I'm choosing to have my body be a temple and for it to look as such, you know. Not all the time, because acne is a killer for the youth. But I'm, I'm trying, you know. But I did also mention in a few blog posts, well, a few blog posts ago and also in a few blog posts, that I do see a counselor slash therapist slash um, psychologist. Psychologist, yeah. Um, a few times for the year so at least once a quarter so that's once every three months I just go and talk with her just to ensure that I am right on track when I started my undergraduate degree at the University of the West Indies on a campus I just look for that rose off the tongue um, I had we had a discussion with I think it was at the head psychologist or something um, at the University Health Center and she was saying, people will say that you are mad if you go to see a counselor. But you are mad if you don't go to see a counselor. And the first day I went, it was free. So I went to my first visit. Um, and it was interesting. I had never been to a psychiatrist, a psychologist, sorry, before. And... I wasn't sure what to say, you know, and she just sat there looking at me and I'm just like, what do you want me to say, woman? I have nothing. I don't know why I'm here. And then as soon as I was saying, you know, I don't know why I'm here. I grew up in a very stable home. I have someone that loves me. I'm doing fairly well in school. I have amazing friends. So many different things started to pop into my mind about how I manage my life, how I see myself, and just a whole wave of emotion. And just like introspection happened in that one moment and i was like nah girl i'm not coming back um but i did go back for one more session i think and then after that i had to pay so the third session i had to pay for and as a poor student i couldn't afford it so i let it slide and i think that's a problem um in a lot of situations in jamaica that people just cannot afford to access counseling or therapy support and it's it's not it's not ideal, it's not great, and it's just not helpful at all. But I will just put a plug right here for the Jamaica Aid Support for Life. Um, they do free counseling. Now, you may have to wait a bit for an appointment based on their load, but it's definitely worth it. It's definitely worth it to speak to someone. You don't have to speak to them all the time, but just to have someone you can speak to. It also doesn't have to be a therapist. It can just be someone you trust. But someone you trust to listen because in some instances you do not need advice uh, and then in some instances where you may need advice 
someone's advice who you would trust, right? So trust yourself in this process and know that you will be making the right decisions for your self-care process or your self-care um, activities or actions and then see where it leads you. You know, there are some tips on the blog about uh, some activities you can do and just some overall things for you to focus on when you're thinking of a self-care routine. So I hope that's helpful for you, helpful for you. Um, and you can use the contact section of the blog to get in touch with me to ask me anything or to relay um, your, your thoughts on a blog post or just with your own experiences of adopting self-care. Within minutes of me posting the link on Twitter, uh, Jody responded to me to say, sometimes we just run ourselves ragged and she was just saying some of the things I had already said and we really connected on that level of you want to help people so much you forget about yourself but it cannot pour from an empty cup again and you cannot turn empty into full without a self-care routine that's all i'm saying okay and i've said what i said and i'm done with it so now is the time where i tell you about the books i've been reading so we all know I have decided for 2018 to read more books. I have a goal on Goodreads, and I'll leave a link to my Goodreads below. I have a goal on Goodreads to read 20 books this year. Now, I am on my fifth book, I think, or fourth book. Goodreads will let you know. And I'm stalling, peeps. I'm stalling. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time reading A Brief History of Seven Killings by Marlon James. Marlon James is a fascinating author, like, he's amazing, but I don't know why, I'm, I, I'm finding it so hard to finish this one, um, I finished John Crow's Dev in like a week, and I finished A Book of Night Women maybe in like three weeks, but this one I've been on since February 28th, and I don't think I'm halfway there yet, uh, my, I, it may be because I'm reading it on my tablet. I'm reading it on my ebook reader instead of a physical book. I think I'm still one of those people who prefer the physical book, just the idea of holding the book, hearing the pages turns, that book sent. You know, I think I'm probably one of those people. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it's taking me so long to read this. I think it's an interesting book because almost every chapter is written in like a different tone or is, is supposed to be a different character so it does have a different kind of flavor to it which is refreshing but sometimes it just feels like I'm not connecting with the analogies he's making you know like am I supposed to be understanding this or no like I don't get it I really don't um, and in some instances I am upset with how things are being portrayed and it maybe upset just because someone has dared to say it in this way and this is the way society sees it and I'm just upset with the way society sees things. Um, maybe those are some of the issues I'm having but it's just taking me a while to finish this book. But some themes that I have seen um, coming out is the ghetto versus uptown dynamics, so inner city versus uptown rich lifestyle. Just the difference in everything. It's a whole different culture, it's a whole separate Jamaica um, that these people are living in, in the inner city versus uptown Kingston. Color prejudice definitely goes hand in hand with that. That was another thing that came out to me. Uh, Jamaica in the 70s. So while this is a fictional book, a lot of the, the events 
um, are based on real events and it's a, a real time in Jamaica's history when everyone feared that the country was going to become a communist state and people were legitimately scared, afraid and wanting to run away and I believe how, how this is and was <laughs> portrayed is because I'm still reading the book and was because the sections I've already read was quite fascinating you know I wasn't born in the 70s clearly I am literally a spring chicken <laughs> not such a but uh, yeah so Jamaica in the 70s it's a real I guess it was a real fear for people and people were literally doing anything to leave based on um, the writings in this book which is an interesting person which is an interesting perspective Jeez, uh, the views on Rastafarianism so the book really speaks about a character that eventually ended up transcending um, limitations of Rastafarianism uh, and well the limitations that Jamaican people at the time put on Rastafarianism and prejudice and oppression uh, to be a Rastaman in the 60s 70s was a hard thing I believe it was 1963 there was a Coral Gardens uh, massacre and that was a horrible, horrible time in Rastafarian history and in Jamaican history overall. And I believe last year the government uh, publicly apologized. I'm not sure if any other government had apologized, but Andrew Holness's government did last year. And that was something noteworthy. Because that was a horrible time in Jamaican history and people pretend like it didn't happen. So I will definitely leave um, a link to at least one article on the Coral Gardens massacre. Rastafarians were basically just being hunted and killed. It's a horrible time. Uh, but the the views in this book um, were expressed from a very uptown Kingston perspective even for a Rastaman who had transcended so many barriers in Jamaica and internationally. So it was interesting and and kind of frustrating to see how people are still um, reticent to change you know so yeah that was interesting and then political tribalism and its contribution to violence so this I'm very this is just, it grinds my gears you know the fact that these politicians give mostly youths in the ghetto guns to quote to quote unquote defend their turf to ensure that they win elections and win over constituents and I have a very hard time with tribal politics but it's a reality uh, for Jamaican politics definitely I don't know I just I don't want to give so much away but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are some of the themes that came out. The second book I'm reading, which is like my night book, I am reading it as a part of my evening routine. So I read just when I'm in bed. Um, I read a few pages at a time, and it's called The Power of the Positive Achieve Fulfillment, Success, and Happiness Using Powerful Positive Affirmations by Colleen Archer. The book is definitely delivering on its title. It's teaching me to be a bit more positive, it's helping me. To at least think more positively, uh, to be easier on myself, 
I used to have a problem with saying in situations where I made a mistake, oh, you're so stupid. Why do you mean stupid thing? You're a stupid girl. But I've really decided not to do that. It's a mental thing that I have decided to change. Um, and it's difficult, you know, to, to, get, to get behind that negative self-talk and to say something positive because negative self-talk is all around us. If you ask me to name some of my flaws, I can roll them off my tongue, man. But if you ask me to name something positive, I'll probably just say, oh, my smile, my smile is great. You know, I have a good smile. <laughs> and it's probably because somebody has told me that before, you know? So it re it's really getting you to think about yourself, putting yourself above all else, using your mind to shape how you think about yourself, how you communicate with yourself. Um, a few weeks ago, or was it last week, I think, one of my colleagues shared that we can process so many words in our brain. So we can only say a few words, right? Well, we can process so many words within a minute. And we don't even realize how much of that is really negative self-talk. So that whole self-care and the idea of um, overall well-being also speaks to positive self-talk, you know? Ensuring that you're not bringing yourself down or not putting yourself down, but of uplifting yourself in all aspects of your life. All right. Cool, cool. Now, it only took ten and a half years, but I finally watched Black Panther. Yep, I did it. I watched Black Panther. And I think what ruined the whole experience for me was taking so long to watch it. I think if I had watched it within a few days, maybe, of its release instead of a few weeks, I would have had a more authentic experience in the theaters and I would not be left with that question. So this is it? Or what else? Or where is the rest? Um, I really felt like, at the end of the movie, I really felt like this was an introduction to greater things to come. Like I felt like this was introduction to part one, two, three, which will be coming in the fall. Like that's, <laughs> that's how, that's the relationship I had with that movie at the end. I obviously support and um, absolutely ecstatic that it was a all black cast I absolutely appreciate the costumes and the Afrocentric nature of the costumes I really hope that African artisans were consulted one and two employed to do these costumes to make these costumes I applaud the directors the, and the actors themselves who really studied African language to get some of the clicking and nuances correct that really sounded authentic um but otherwise i don't know i just felt like there was so i i felt like there was not enough character development like i felt like the story was just about to scratch the surface and i was not able to know anybody connect with anybody and really see this to the end you know i don't think it's some people have been watching it two or three times i really don't think it's something i'd watch again unless i'd watch it again just to see if my views would change I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm not as enthralled as I thought I would have been. And I think it was kind of ruined because other people had seen it and made all their comments about it. And I was like, okay, this is going to be the best movie that I've ever watched. It's going to be so amazing. And it was, I think it was okay. Uh, I also really appreciated the strong um, female presences and the strong female characters. 
So having like a, an all-female army was amazing. Having the, a female leader of your security detail, having a woman as a leader in STEM and technology is great. Of course, I have to, I have to be mindful of the amazing conversation that this movie has brought to us and perhaps to Hollywood uh, about Africa and wealth and technological ideologies and those things that exist in Africa and it's not just oh poor little Africa with her deserts but it's amazing Africa which is diverse in so many ways you know so I think the kind of discourse that the movie has brought to the fore is great but the movie itself was just okay for me personally that's all I have to say about that and then for the random info of this month, I took not one, but two personality tests this week, yesterday actually. So the first one is called the True Colors Personality Test, and my colors were gold and blue. I got one number, I got 15 on one and 16 on the other. I had done this um, on actual paper, like actual paper with a pencil. But the one online, which I will link in the description slash content information box, um, will not give you two options. It will just give you one and a summary of it. And then I also did the Myers-Briggs test on 16personalities.com. And interestingly, um, I had done it two years ago. I did not recall this. And my personality type has changed. Hmm. I was thinking about this thing for the whole time and I'm like, has it been, is it, ch am I changing for the better? Is it for the worse? You know, what is happening? Who am I? What is, what is this? What is this? What is this? Who am I becoming? And then a simple, simple discussion with our colleague and she was just like, maybe things have changed. You know, maybe you are just a more perceptive person because she asked me what changed and um, in the Myers-Briggs test, you have letters that describe different things. So, for example, um, I is introvert. Um, you can have I or O, which is in, in, intuitive or observant. Then you can have thinking or feeling, judging or prospecting, and then asserting or turbulent. So, two years ago, my um, test result was INFJT. So that will, would have been introvert, feeling, judging, and then turbulent, right? So the personality type for those characteristics was the advocate. It said I was 53% introverted, 59% intuitive, 74% feeling, 61% judging, 56% turbulent, my role was diplomat and my strategy was constant improvement now fast forward two years uh, to my result yesterday so my result yesterday was INFPT whereas remember two years ago it was INFJT so INFPT is the mediator and it says I am introverted 51% intuitive 60% Feeling 89%, prospecting 56%, and turbulent 
and the role is diplomat and strategy is constant improvement. So definitely a few things have remained the same. My tendency to be introverted has been reduced. Uh, my feeling score has improved. I have moved from judging 51% to prospecting 56%. And let me just go through what that really means because I was kind of confused, like what do you mean by all this? So undermined, extroverted or introverted? I scored 51 introverted to, to 49 extroverted. So it says introverted individuals prefer solitary activities and get exhausted by social interaction. They tend to be quite sensitive to external stimulation, example, sound, sight, or smell in general. And you know what? That's so funny because today, just today, I had not eaten very well and I decided to have a hot drink. The hot drink I decided to buy was not the best because it was so, so sweet. And I immediately got so sick. Just like the thought of the sweetness in my mouth made me sick. And I had to have something like mint. To, to like counteract that whole thing it's wow 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 okay these things are scaringly correct all right for energy it says i am 60 percent intuitive versus 40 percent observant which is true i'm not very observant at all um it says here intuitive individuals are very imaginative open-minded and curious they prefer novelty over stability and focus on hidden meanings and future possibilities definitely focus a lot on hidden meanings probably too much but i focus on hidden meanings a lot um for nature it's 89 percent feeling as opposed to 11 percent thinking it says this trait determines how we make decisions and cope with emotions yikes okay um it goes on to say feeling individuals are sensitive and emotionally expressive they are more empathetic and less competitive than thinking types and they focus on social harmony and cooperation. Oh, not a bad. Okay, okay. Um, that's definitely me. That's definitely me. And then tactics. It's prospecting 56% versus judging 44%. It says this trait reflects our approach to work, planning, and decision making. It goes on to say that prospecting individuals are very good at improvising and spotting opportunities. They tend to be flexible, related, non-conformists who prefer keeping their options open. Oh, it says flexible, relaxed, non-conformists. Um, okay, I like to keep my options open. Mostly flexible. Occasionally relaxed. <laughs> and then under identity, which is, I don't know, I don't, I don't see how turbulent can be a positive thing here. But let's see what it says. Identity is the trait that unders, underpins all others showing how confident we are in our abilities and decisions so i'm turbulent 60 percent and assertive 40 percent uh, okay turbulent individuals are often conscious are often self-conscious rather self-conscious and sensitive to stress they are likely to experience a wide range of emotions and to be success driven perfectionistic and eager to improve just gonna leave that one there without um expounding on that yeah so this test the 16 personalities um can the myers-briggs test will definitely be 100 percent accurate like i find it's very very accurate very accurate it also goes into different areas so it gives you a brief introduction 
of what it means to be this personality type. Um, it goes into strengths and weaknesses, romantic relationships, friendships, parenthood, career paths, workplace habits, and then a general conclusion. There's some of the strengths of my INFPT personality is I'm idealistic, seek and value harmony, open-minded and flexible, very creative, passionate and energetic, dedicated and hardworking. While the weaknesses include me being too idealistic, too altruistic, impractical, dislike dealing with data, takes things personally, and difficult to get to know. So these things are things for me to unpack, uh, which, which is great. No, on the other hand, the True Colors personality test, the one I took on physical paper, is a bit more harsh than the one I found online. So this one like didn't cut corners at all with what people thought of you. And I thought that was important to include in a personality test because a lot of times we just focus on ourselves and what traits we have. But don't focus on how people see us. So I'll just share with you that um, very interesting piece at the end of the test where it says what traits you believe you possess and how people see you. So I'll start with blue. With my blue traits, it says I may see myself as warm, idealistic, a people person, unselfish, affirming, expressive, expansive, a caretaker, social interaction expert, and a great communicator. Then it says others may see blue as over-emotional, hopelessly naive, too tender-hearted, too touchy-feely, too nice, naive, too trusting, smothering, slick, manipulative, or talks too much. I mean, it's a hard pill to swallow, you know? Okay. <laughs> and then I move on to gold, where it says, I may see myself as dependent, firm, always having a view, efficient, realistic, Decisive, I'm not that decisive to be honest. Executive type, a good planner, orderly, neat, and dependable. Then it says people may see you as dull, boring, stubborn, opinionated, system bound, unimaginative, judgmental, bossy, controlling, inflexible, uptight, and predictable. Wow, tell me how you really feel. Yeah. So, um, it was good for me to have this one done in person so I could have a moment to sit with my results because it did really dig into your personality and, um, yeah, just, just some very interesting things. So, definitely do those two. Do the um, Myers-Briggs, which would be the one posted on 16personalities.com and the true colors personality test which i believe is on mypersonalitytest.com those links will all be in the description area though um if you want to share what you got without all the description just like your personality type that would be cool to do so you could just comment in the comment section obviously or you could uh send me a message using the contact page on the blog so now, my greatest time of this podcast is sharing with you the quote of the month. Now, I'm really excited about having this feature because I have been doing the hashtag motivate me quotes of the day. I think it's good for me to share 
uh, my favorite ones for the month just because you never know what people need to go through the rest of their day and it's always good to feel good about yourself so the quote of the month is from thomas stephen says and it says people often say that this or that person has not yet found himself but the self is not something one finds it is something one creates the self is not something one finds it is something one creates i just love that and i think it's just a great great quote that ties together all we've been talking about or all we've been discussing via blog post about our self-care and then what i just said regarding um positive self-talk so it's creating the person you really want to be and the person you know you can be final final thing for the podcast is this month's jam what am i jamming to i am jamming to this month last month and from january was it released in january whenever it was released i've been jamming to i can by chronics it's a great song it's my favorite song for the year i've already claimed it it's mine um it's the anthem for 2018 it's just so soothing it's just puts in a great mood the video is amazing somebody complained to say well not complain but they were commenting that there were too many um drone slash overhead shots and i'm just like no i love them all i love them all and i love the video and i love chronics and i love the song and it's very upbeat and it's a great song i have played it so many times that i literally can type in i space c and it's the first thing that comes up on my youtube search it's a great song it's a great video i would play a snippet but i feel like copyright issues are very serious and i'm very poor and i cannot afford to be sued so <laughs> please youtube it because it's a word now isn't that a word now i feel like youtube it should be a thing search for it on youtube i'll add the link to the description slash content information box thing um and you can check it out for yourselves and let me know what you think of it and that's it that is definitely as the world turned on march 2018 i will see you or rather you will hear me next month as i focus on my social commentary piece for april